0: Katrina, what are the signs that our child is a sore loser?
1: All of our children are going to struggle with losing at some point, right? right? Especially when they're little. JD Um, still does. (laughs) I am a
0: sore loser, actually. I used to be a very sore loser, yeah.
1: I think it's naturally is normal that kids are going to struggle with losing because remember that children are and when they were born, they are what we call egotistical creatures, right? So they were they their brains are programmed to think that they are the center of the universe and everything revolves around them. So losing where they are at a disadvantage is something that the brain just can't really compute, right? And so it's not right. because that they're, you know, self-centered because they wanna be, their brains just programmed that way. So young children will be sore losers naturally, right? But I think that as they get older it's something that they kind of learn is normal but some kids do struggle with it so by way of for example finding it really difficult to accept that other kids do better in any way whether it's at a game or a sport or in class feeling like they come in behind another person is something that they do not accept right so it's understandable if they're unhappy about it but sore losers are the ones who feel that that is just not how the world is supposed to be mm-hmm. right so they will either like you know walk out on a game if it's something that they're not leading at or they will throw a tantrum if they didn't get you know first in class or if they didn't get as many candies at a trick-or-treating or whatever right so it's something that if you see them kind of come behind someone it's something that they don't accept not because they're unhappy about it necessarily but because they feel that it should not be that way that they should always come first so that's to me the sign that the child is a bit of a sore loser
0: but in your experience, like why would a child gravitate towards that behavior? You know, we're talking about mm. those reasons, but, you know, mm.
1: sometimes it's reinforcement, right? So sometimes like, you know, I I remember even growing up myself, I'd have interactions where, you know, if I was playing a game with a particular child and the child lost, I'd have a parent come up to me and say like, oh, maybe just let them win, right? So sometimes it's the environment, right? It's the enforcement. So some, you know, especially when you only have say one child or that child was the only child for a pretty long time before another sibling came by parents kind of don't want them to get upset right because of course they will cry and they'll be unhappy when they're little because it's normal and and by diffusing that the parents maybe gave in a little bit too much and kind of had them win most of the time or got other kids to give them that or they get up like in my case older kids to give in to the little kids so there's that sense of they're not learning from it right so they always Mm -hmm. feel like oh i'm supposed to win all the time right so that could kind of be part of it and so that's something that i always look into the other way could just very much be like a personality, right? So it's right. something that the child isn't doesn't really fully understand, but not something that you can't rectify and something you can't teach them about. And what I always do is like, okay, so if you're gonna win, right, then someone has to lose because that's how the game works, right? right? So why is it that you think that losing is something that should not happen to you? Why should it happen to this other person? Right. So you're kind of trying to teach them how to look at it from a different perspective. Cause again, something their brain can't naturally Being do. Bigger picture of um, yourself. Yeah. yeah because it's like you know the world does revolve around you but there are other people in your world so if you feel that you have to be the one who wins all the time there are going to be some people who are going to lose and so why is that something that you feel is not good enough for you but good enough for other people in a way right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what i talk about but yeah but some kids it's a lot of the times it's because they haven't really been shown another way or parents haven't really addressed the issue right so another thing i see happen is a child isn't happy about losing the parents will often just tell them, no, 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 just, just stop crying. It's no big deal. And just kind of brush it aside and not kind of showing them that there's a learning process there. That could also be it.
0: What is your, you know, your own personal thoughts on the idea of like participation medals or certificates versus <laughs> grading, or you know, actually yeah. getting medals for a first, second, and third?
1: I find myself on the fence about this because I've had some people talk about this, right? Where I think like one of my cousins was saying that she took her son to like his sports day and everybody got medals, right? So I think I, you know, that's you, get yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna... yes, you get a medal for breathing. Yes, you get you get a medal for breathing. You know, I think that on the one hand, I feel like I understand where that's coming from because you're wanting all the children to feel like they're being rewarded for effort which is a good thing we want Mm -hmm. our children to know that effort is as important as the outcome right and that should be something that we praise more But I do feel that, you know, unfortunately, life does function with a different format where there are bronze and gold, silver, (laughs) bronze and gold. And that, you know, even even if we're not looking at it in that way, even just later on, just in your career, right, there are there's people of different positions based on, you know, if they get promoted or their time at the company, like there's all these things that our kids are going to need to learn how to deal with, right. So I think that while I understand what the whole everyone getting certificates of participation and medals of participation you know where that came from I think that it can eventually make our kids all feel that that system where there is a first second and third and so on doesn't exist it's going to be a bit of an issue and, and then
0: the when older. they grow up everything's unfair to them right but then it's just a yeah. their competitive world that's just how it is right it is and I
1: and yeah and we and I wish it, the world was such a way you know but I think that unfortunately it is how the world world is especially as a grown-up and so as much as we want to coddle our children again we remember like I've talked about like you get a window with which to teach them these things and so yeah so I'm all for praising your children for effort right so if your child didn't come in for a second or third praising them for how hard they tried and praising them for how much effort and dedication they put into it right absolutely you should be doing that right you shouldn't be kind of putting them down saying well oh, you didn't win a medal or something of that nature but I think absolutely praise them for for that But I think kind of making them feel like they have to be rewarded for everything is problematic. I've even seen some parents do this thing where if it is the younger child's or the younger sibling's birthday, they have to get a birthday present for the older child as well. Right. I see JD laughing. Yeah.
0: No, I was because uh, you. I know the two of you are the oldest ones in the family. I thought you were the <laughs> younger
1: ones. I don't know. No,
0: We've, no, we never practice that ridiculousness. It's like if it's someone's birthday, it's that person's birthday. Not yes. nobody else. Yeah,
1: I that happen with parents where it's just like mm-hmm. oh like if you're getting if the younger sibling or the older sibling any one of them has a birthday we have to get a present for the younger one because we don't want the younger one to feel like they're mm-hmm. like or the other one because they don't want the younger one to feel like they're not, not important or it's not their day but it's their birthday it's the one day a year where the day centers around this one human being right mm-hmm. and so I think that sometimes we do a little bit too much but I do feel that absolutely we should be praising our children and acknowledging their effort absolutely but I think that they need to. To also understand that yeah, that this that this bronze, silver, and gold thing exists, and that's okay.
0: Kachina, you talked about a, a small window to teach them this. You know, when's considered too late to check this type of behavior? <laughs>
1: Well, my colleagues who do behavior therapy will say that sort of somewhere between the ages of eight to 10 is kind of where the window closes. And that window doesn't mean that your child is incapable of learning, but that just overcoming any type of problematic behavior becomes more challenging past that window. And a lot of it comes to, again, neuroplasticity, which is sort of how the brain is is growing and, and, be, and rather malleable. But also it's because north of that, they've had eight to 10 years of living life, doing a particular thing. So the reprogramming, as you call it, is a little bit more challenging. So I tell parents that, you know, you have eight, maybe 10 years to equip your child with as much of the behavioral ground rules that you want them to adopt into adulthood. Now, your job doesn't end at 8 to 10, obviously. Like, when they become a teenager, there's going to be other things that you're going to support them through. <laughs> you know, laughing nervously here, yeah. <laughs> because, of course, there's new. there are going to be new issues that come up when they're teenagers, right? But I think that with regards to how they look at the world and how they conduct themselves and what is appropriate and what is not, those are things that generally you should be able to start working with your child through at the age of 8 to 10 or by the time they're 8 to 10 so if you're trying to teach your child about losing at the age of 11 that's going to be a much harder mm-hmm. job than mm-hmm. if you're teaching your child this at the age of 4 so yeah so I think that that window is quite minimal it, it doesn't like I said it's not like the minute you hit 10 it's over because of course my profession hinges on people changing even well into adulthood so it's something that is still doable just a lot harder so try to kind of teach your children these things and instilling these things from a pretty young age
0: And if you pass that window, like many of us are just, it's just going to take longer, but it can be done. Yes. (laughs) Um, It just takes longer. Right. But what are the adverse effects on a child if these outbursts aren't controlled though?
1: So, I mean, one is we're looking at it from a social perspective is that kids don't want to be kids with the sore loser. Kids don't want to be kids with the kid who's going to make you pay for it if, you, if they lose, right? You know, I have the experience growing up where I grew up around a child who was not a big fan of losing. Parents didn't want that child to lose ever. So we were always having to give in. It socially impacts them because kids don't want to play with them, right? And kids are not as good at that kind of like humor me, just kind of do it for the sake of it, for don't make them feel bad. Kids are just like, if this doesn't benefit me, I don't want to do it. Remember, they're Mm -hmm. egotistical creatures, right? Right. So socially, you're going to see that impact where this child might be ostracized or kind of ignored or cut out because of how they behave. And then if we're looking at also talking about just this type of being feeling the world centers around you and just how you want things to be is problematic as they get older because the world doesn't work that way. Mm. So we're going to have, you know, this child not be able to cope and function and adjust to life. And that's problematic.
0: Okay, so we want to ensure that our child grows up understanding it's okay to lose. But on the flip side, you don't want them to constantly lose in life and think that's okay either, right? So how do you start the right balance?
1: So I think, you know, it's important to have, like, again, I think that's why the effort bit and focusing on the effort bit to me is important. Because you're showing children that, you know, regardless of whether you win or lose, that is something that defines it most of the time, right? I mean, I'm not talking about situations that function on luck. I'm talking about things that actually function on effort. That that could be the deciding factor. You can apply the same argument to whether or not we look at studies, right? If you study harder versus not study at all, your grades would probably get affected in that way. If you put effort into something, if you practice your sport or your musical instrument more, you're going to be more proficient versus not, right? So effort is a really important, part of the component, right? And so I think that if we are acknowledging that and having kids focus on that, that is something that I think will help them, right? I'm kind of on the side where... To me, I feel that that is more important than the accolades a lot of the time. So I'm not necessarily... I agree so, with you on that. You know, and I know that some parents are going to be like, Ugh, why is she saying this? Because of course, we want our children to get awards and we want our children to, to get recognition. And yeah, and I think that that's still all things that are great. But for me, I still feel that the effort is sustainable because my worry is that if we tell our children that the only way to move forward in life is to be recognized, and to constantly achieve these awards, if and when they don't meet them, they're Mm. going to start feeling like they're not good enough. And that to me is the problem. And I've got a lot of kids that I work with who are accustomed to always getting awards and prizes and things. And then as they got older and things became more challenging, getting Mm. them became not possible. And they start to think that they, pardon my language, they think that they suck or they think that they're not good good enough. Stupid
0: or all those horrible things. And here
1: I am going like, why, you know? So I think that having your child enjoy what they do having your child know that they can put effort and that in itself is an accomplishment i think that's going to make sure that they do right in life in my opinion absolutely i celebrated the d
0: because i knew how much effort it took to get the d because in covid times the stress was so much more on and so Mm -hmm. we celebrated a d because that's how i felt the effort was warranted you know yeah exactly Mm -hmm. but you know
1: But you know, I mean, if you if you feel that, I mean, I, I can just hear the parents in the background going, yeah, but do we want our children to strive for Ds, right? The thing is that you need, like you said, you're celebrating the fact that there was so much that he had to overcome this time, right? Yeah. And so the D is, the celebration is for the effort, right? Mm. But then of course that, you know, at the end of the day that, okay, I'm so proud of you for all the effort that you put in, right? Eventually you might want to look at the grade because that might ha- then impact You're going to uni and other things, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I am ridiculously proud of the effort that you've put in. Oh, so it's A for effort, and then kind of, yeah, yeah, A for effort, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of it. Because I tell all of, like, you know, I was just having this chat with someone the other day. I said, you know, parents don't, I think, sometimes acknowledge just how difficult this pandemic has been on kids. And when I see a kid, who's able to achieve something in this time frame? I'm just like, that kid deserves the biggest cuddle and the biggest high five, you know? And, you know, we should not be comparing our children to what they should have been or what they could have been achieving before the pandemic, because it's right. completely different.
0: What kind of, you know, experience have you had uh, dealing mm. with a patient who, you know, was struggling with this, couldn't bear to lose?
1: Mm. And-, and so, you know, I think that the biggest one that I see more commonly is in terms of academics, right? Just from mm. the kids that I'm working with, where they're quite used to being first in class or they're quite used to getting best student awards and then not getting them right they find it really really hard to cope and a lot of like what you said earlier I'm stupid mm. I did, I'm not good enough that then affects motivation because then they go I don't even want to try that's a huge issue I find with a lot of my kids because again if we look at the fact that they haven't lived on earth very long they start to develop this thinking that well if I'm going to fail anyway if I'm going to fail well, point, anyway right. the point. Yeah. what's the point yeah. exactly yeah. so you start seeing kids not want to go to school not want to participate and that becomes a whole other thing right Mm. so I've got a few clients that I'm working with right now who are just who just refuse to take a step in any direction and I keep telling them even if you make a mistake there's no decision all of my clients have heard me say say this there is absolutely no decision that you cannot come back from other than death right so whether it be you picked the wrong subject you picked the wrong partner you you know didn't study hard enough there is absolutely nothing that you can't recover from other than death and so to me I tell my kids all the time pick a direction there's no such thing as the wrong one you will never know for all you know it's the right one and if it's the wrong one we'll fix it but even just that journey of taking a step out of the box that they're in terrifies them because they're just like well I'm gonna fail right Mm -hmm. so we're not teaching our kids resilience right they're not they don't have the resilience in that way because they're so used to achieving that they don't know what it's like to not achieve and that feels catastrophic to them Mm -hmm. so i see a lot of kids who are very very high performing who struggle with the concept of losing Mm -hmm. who struggle with the concept of not being the top of the rung all the time Mm -hmm. right and those kids are going to really really struggle in in adult life because you don't often get the accolades that you're after right so i mean i even know somebody who was constantly luckily throughout most of their life doing very very well reached the the professional level in terms of their career and could not understand the higher hierarchy system where you have to commit to x number of years in a company before you can promote to another level that was not something that registered with this person and that resulted in them constantly quitting jobs because in their mind if i put in the effort if i bring in an account if i do this i should therefore be compensated and rewarded because that was what you know so you know it can have implications when they grow up
0: you know obviously parents wanting sort of those grades as well uh, doesn't help so what's your advice to parents who might notice this type of behavior in their own child grades are important i'm not
1: going to sugarcoat it right it's important because unfortunately the education system works that way they don't function on effort they function on grades and transcripts and your child is going to need to be able to produce those Results. results in order to get to the universities or the courses that they want to do right and so we can't ignore that we can't tell our kids that oh those things are not important if they want to achieve a certain career if your child has no aspirations whatsoever into becoming a brain surgeon or a rocket scientist, then it doesn't matter. But if they have big dreams, and they have goals in a career that is very academically oriented, then we have to be realistic about it, right. But I think that it's important to teach our child that grades are not a reflection of who they are. Success is not a reflection of who they are, right? That effort is the part that's important, right? So if your child gets a B, that's okay. This is not the end of the world. We can come back from this. What did we learn or what were the things that contributed to the B, right? Or contributed to the C or the D or the F or whatever, right? You want your children to be constructive. You want your children to be resilient so that that way they will have that same traction as they get older when they go into the workforce and they miss out in certain opportunities, they make mistakes. They know how to come back from that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that if grades are important in your household, that's okay. But remember that harping on the grades are not going to guarantee that they keep coming up. You need to be teaching your kids or to be focusing on the methods so that your child can actually take that learning or take those methods and replicate it in every other aspect of their life. Because I think the biggest mistake that unfortunately our education system has just enabled is that students are being programmed to rote learn because that's how the exams are programmed you mug things you memorize things and so what does that do is that if we're telling our child get the a get the a get the a you're focusing on your child just getting the grade and not maybe understanding the process There's no actual learning there right no it's just getting the grade how is that going to apply when they become an adult right they can't just be doing something to get the grade because they're not learning That means that their capacity to grow and expand from that information is also limited. I saw that firsthand when I went to university in another country where they always go, why? Whereas over here, I was just like, just do what you're told. So I remember being 18 years old, you know, in university and the, you know, lecturer saying, ah, Katiana, you know, what do you think? And in my brain, I literally remember this going, it's not important. What I think is what you want me to think. i mm-hmm. actually thought that because that was how education had gotten me mm-hmm. up to that point. So I think that, you know, just, just taking a page out of that, that, you know, we should be teaching our kids that it's about the process and it's about learning and understanding it. And kind of, how do you take that to another level? That's what we want them to learn. And if they fail, how do you overcome that? Yeah. Right? What losing teaching us as well. What's right? losing teaching us? Yeah. Cause losing teaches us something, right? If, you know, well, what the quote that every loss or failure is a is part of success is part of the process mm-hmm. right and so i think that that's something that we got to talk about more and we got to teach our kids a bit more of